I'm your host as always, Peggy Unsaltz, mobile analyst, tech consultant, senior Forbes writer, and founder of Mobile Groove, bringing you Reimagine Growth, a bi-weekly mini-series on retention marketing powered by CleverTap, headquartered in Mountain View, California, with offices in Mumbai, Singapore, and Dubai. CleverTap is a modern integrated retention cloud that empowers digital consumer brands to increase customer retention and lifetime value. And as I said, every two weeks we bring you this show, but we also bring you the tips and the advice from the marketers at major customer brands who trust CleverTap to achieve their retention and engagement goals, but also tell us how they did it. So what can you learn from super apps? You know, they are the masters at making their apps into marketplaces that attract and retain customers with a mix of services that customers really can't refuse. And that is what we're going to be talking about today because we welcome the CTO of Yummy, which is a fast-growing super app with a valuable blueprint for marketers everywhere else on the planet. It's Venezuela's delivery and ride-sharing leading super app in the country, as I said, as well as a leader in delivery in Bolivia. And to talk about this, we welcome Ignacio Correa Bataya. You are, of course, CTO of Venezuela's largest tech startup. So it's great to have you here today. Where are you based? Are you based in... Hi, Peggy. It's a pleasure being here. Uh, no, I'm in Caracas, Venezuela, in the capital of Venezuela. Okay. So I talked about your company. It's expanding what it calls quick commerce services to Ecuador, to Panama, to other areas, other countries. What is that? What is quick commerce? Yes. So a uh, quick commerce is a model uh, for delivery where instead of working with partners, uh, we uh, ourselves set up the stores, which we call dark stores, establishing only a, a three kilometer uh, radius around it so that we can guarantee extremely fast delivery times, So less than 15 minutes. And because we control uh, the entire value chain, we can uh, guarantee that this delivery is less than 15 minutes. And we also launched in Peru and Chile, by the way. That's where we started last September. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Panama and Ecuador uh, came in January. So really impressive growth. I think part of that is because you recently also got funding as well. What's, what's driving the international expansion that began last year? Other, of course, than the funding, which congratulations, you did do. But uh, what's driving the expansion? So I think uh, we really saw uh, this gap in LATAM still with the quick commerce. It's a model that's grown a lot uh, internationally in the past year and a half, a year or so, uh, in Europe, Asia, and the US. So we noticed that there was a huge gap uh, still in LATAM uh, in quick commerce. It's a model that had grown a lot uh, in the past year or so in Asia, Europe, in the US, and there was still a lot of room to grow in, in LATAM. We had already had a lot of traction in Venezuela eh, with our delivery and ride-sharing apps, so we knew we had the know-how to do this. Eh, so we found great team members and just opened up in Chile and Peru to great traction. Since it worked well, then we did the same last month in Ecuador and Panama. And it's very much about the experience as well, because it's one thing to have funding and expand. Again, congratulations for that. But you flourish when the experience you're offering is exceptional, is something that your customers want. 
Tell me a little bit about the user experience in your app. And because you're bringing together the physical world, you know, it's it's delivery, it's ride sharing, it's it's uh, you're giving me something very quickly. I also need to be pleased in the physical world. So tell me about the user experience in your app, but also in the physical world. So I think uh, our main value proposition is definitely time. Uh, most people want to have their delivery as fast as, as they can. It's something that few years ago when Amazon came up with two-year delivery, it was amazing. Then it went to one-year, uh, one-day delivery, and now it's 15-minute delivery. It's something uh, that we really take pride on, and it's what our users mostly uh, feel great about. Then apart from that is being able to find all their products that they want to order and that they uh, like the most. And then in the physical world, um, our drivers all, are all dressed up uh, with their proper attire. They all have nice backpacks. Uh, they are all very friendly, wanting to put a smile on uh, for you as a user. And then uh, when it all ends up with the bag, it's a decorated bag. Sometimes it even comes with a note with your name. And sometimes there's even a gift uh, included in all this, and that's what our users most like. Uh, it brings them back to their next order. I love that idea. That is so personal that you have the name and probably a little gift in the bag for me. That's, that's really something. That takes a lot of effort. I mean, that's a personal touch, so you must be doing that. You may be automating it at some level, but you're certainly doing this in a, in a personal way. Where did you, uh, where'd you get the idea for that? Yes, for sure. Uh, we definitely want to uh, make our customers come back and feel like they've had a, a special experience. So uh, this is something that we just uh, train our our entire team to do and, and to know that they have to do. So they look at the name of the person who's ordering in, in the order that obviously comes up in, in the system, and then they just write a quick note. Obviously, if they have time to do it, sometimes there might be a lot of volume at the same time, and it might not... Uh, happen, but most of the times they, they do it. That is beautiful thought. Um, because, you know, now more than ever, when, you, when maybe it's pandemic, but maybe it's transformation, you know, we just want to feel that we are not numbers. So it's obviously done a great job in attracting and keeping your customers because you've been able to seal an exclusive deal with KFC. So other than bringing people great chicken dinners or, or what customers order, there's that draw for KFC. What is the benefit for you as Yummy, but also KFC? You obviously have found each other. Yeah, well, first people definitely like fried chicken as well a lot. So it's something that made sense. Uh, but the reason this happened, I think, is because KFC, we, they've been our partner for a, a long time now, but they weren't exclusive. They were also with our competitor. They decided to go exclusive with, with us because they know that we're the number one player in Venezuela. And if they do decide to go exclusive, which they did, uh, we do a lot of marketing with them. Uh, we put up uh, banners in the streets. Uh, we do a lot of digital marketing, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, Google Ads, and uh, we, with this, they know that they can sell a lot more, a lot more than, and they're already seeing uh, the effects of being able to go exclusive with us. Then we also uh, do a lot of promotions with them, uh, being exclusive. This is one of our um, primary benefits for our, our exclusive partners, is that they we finance a lot of promotions, and they also finance promotions, but they end up selling a lot more than they did before being on both apps.
I mean, you're not kidding. I was doing the research, looking at some recent articles here, Ignacia. I mean, we're talking 2,860% year-over-year growth in completed orders in Venezuela. For you as a company at Yummy, KFC being one of its main business drivers. Unpack that for me. Was that what you thought or um, what do you think is driving that part of the business? It's definitely all partners. I wouldn't just say that it's just KFC who's driving this. They're definitely important. They're important as one of our primary partners that drive the most sales. But we've really been able to reach all the big cities in Venezuela. And with this, we've become basically like the Venezuelan's best friend on their phone. Basically being able to order from whatever the restaurant they want, being able to order a, a car to go wherever they want. And also if they need to buy clothes, they can do it on the app. If they need to buy electronics, they can do it on the app. And now they can also do quick commerce. So they can buy, if they're cooking dinner and they forgot about one of the key ingredients, they can just go in the app and in less than 15 minutes, they'll have it in their, in their house. So that's what's been driven the growth. Uh, we've also, I think we've become experts like in digital uh, marketing being able to really uh, get users to order, or I would say find the moment where users don't know they want to order and then make them know they want to order and then they do it. Uh, maybe it's a Tuesday night uh, when uh, you really want KFC and you receive a push notification for that and you end up ordering. So that's what's definitely made us grow a lot. What tells you about these moments? I know it's always going to be the answer. It depends, but uh, you are looking at the data. You are looking at the audience. What is the signal? What is the indication of one of those moments where someone is receptive um, and may convert? Yes. Uh, so one of the examples we have is that um, as soon as you download the app, you receive a push notification with like a promo code that you can use for your first order. Uh, this definitely drives that first order. Then if you ordered, but you haven't, you have spent a week without ordering or maybe two weeks, uh, then we'll send you another push uh, trying to really get you to use the app. Then once we know your behavior as a user, uh, we can figure out that maybe you really like KFC on a Tuesday or maybe on a West Wednesday. Then uh, we'll try uh, getting that pattern to work and like sending that push notification, maybe an email. Uh, so that you really can get back on the app and ordering again. And then maybe if you used to order KFC a lot on Tuesdays and then after a month, you haven't done so for a month, then maybe we'll send you a, a, a promo code just for KFC on a Tuesday so that you'll come back. What would you say you've noticed as your best performing markets or regions? How has that been going? Because normally starting in new markets takes time. You've got that cold start problem. What are you seeing? Yes. So uh, when we launched Peru and Chile in September, I think we had a bit of that cold start problem. Uh, it was the first time that Yummy was expanding outside of Venezuela. But the interesting thing is in end of January, start of February, we launched Panama and Ecuador. And there we definitely didn't have that problem. We were able to hit the ground running. I think it, think it definitely uh, pays a testimony to how we've been able to master uh, this, how we know how to grow from the start be able to create a campaign before we actually launch. So by the time we launch, 
it's quick. We get a lot of orders on the first week and then we can just continue growing from there, but uh, from a good start. Aside from the support, the funding, and the, and the great idea for the marketing, really smart looking um, bags, just a good sharp look around it. What do you think enables you to succeed, to excel, to engage your audiences? Yes, yeah, so it's what I was mentioning before, um, where we can like really tap into your behavior and in that way, like cater to your needs, be able to send you a push to order KFC on a Tuesday night, or maybe that item from your grocery list that you usually buy and we know that might be running out so that we can cater to you and so you come to the app. The way we do this is uh, through CleverTap. Uh, we can basically um, trigger events on every order, every time you click on a product, every time you switch to a different category and really understand how your behavior is inside the app. And then in CleverTap, we can trigger those push notifications automatically based on that behavior. And that way uh, we can really grow and grow a company to what the needs of the user is. And that's interesting about the needs of the user because you're looking at what I do, which is looking at past data, but you're also using that to predict and, and nail it because you're offering recommendations. Tell me a little bit about you as a CTO. You know, what is involved in doing that? How are you building this and what is the outcome? Yes, it all starts uh, in figuring out what those most critical events are that need to be triggered from the apps. Uh, one of them, for example, is the one I said before, which is the purchase um, event. But then uh, there might be some events that are not as clear, like, for example, when you refer a user. This is useful because then uh, we can send push notifications to you, like, for example, we've seen you referred three people and have made $15 refer referring those three people. A send your code again so that you can refer most more people and continue a, having purchases being sent to you for free, basically. So a, that is one event that I would say is one that is more creative and definitely a, might get missed a, if it weren't for this process where we definitely design the events. And a CTO, I mean, you bring together a lot of technologies, a lot of partners, a lot of a lot of pieces come together to create a super app. You're built on partnership. Um, what allows you to do that? What would you say is, in a sense, your competitive edge? You know, what, what is it that is the one deciding factor that allows you to build what you have? I think it really boils down uh, to performance marketing. Uh, we've been able to find this intersection between technology and marketing to drive performance, to drive growth. Our CEO and founder uh, worked in performance marketing at his previous job before founding Yummy at uh, Postmates, which was later bought by Uber. Uh, he brought a lot of this knowledge uh, to Yummy when he founded Yummy and continues to do every day. And definitely a Tulatam, where it might not be as common as as it is in the U.S. or maybe in Europe. I think he definitely taught me a lot about how this works. And then that's enabled me from the tech side to really drive this into our products, both our product decisions and our marketing decisions. So you do a lot. You build the product. You obviously harness performance marketing. What's the one accomplishment, the one aspect of your app that you're most proud of? So I think a lot of, about this is related to um, 
getting the user to actually do their third, fourth order. We've noticed that if a user does their third order, then they're basically hooked. They'll hooked. They'll continue ordering for the rest of, uh, of life, as far as we are concerned. In terms of ride sharing, is if they do their fourth ride, uh, then they'll continue uh, ordering their cars to go wherever they need to go. So it's really getting it uh, to do this. Um, so in ride sharing, as soon as you download the app, we'll send you a push giving you a promo code for 50% off your first three rides. So that we really get you to do, to do those three rides since you'll do them for pretty cheap. You'll probably stay and, and do it. Then you'll realize how good the app is, how quickly you, you'll get to wherever you need to go and how friendly our drivers are that you'll come back. You'll come back for your fourth ride. You'll come back for your fifth ride. Or you'll come back for your sixth ride. This is important from a retention perspective uh, because we can acquire a lot of users. Um, we know how to do it. But if we don't retain them, uh, we'll eventually run out of, of users because it's basically like a revolving door. Uh, you get a lot of new users into the door, but if, if you don't retain them, they'll come right out. So we really need to figure out in this user journey how to get a user to do their first, second, and third rider delivery. And then after that, uh, we basically uh, hook them for life. What also helps in many cases with something like a ride sharing app, it's the great experience, but it's also this constant interaction. You know, the driver tells me, I'm there, I'm almost there. You can see it, you see the little car. I'm talking about Uber, but of course your founder came from that type of background. What is it that you're doing and how often are you letting me know that we are connected, that I'm getting communications? Because part of it is the selling, but there's also the serving. They're saying, hey, you know, almost there, you're 15 minutes, you know, we're, we're on our way, you know, that, that comforting communication that tells me you are going to deliver exactly what you said you were, literally. Yes, this is the uh, transactional aspect to like the push notifications, uh, not the like selling part like you mentioned. It's important that our users know that we're following them, that they're safe, that uh, we're taking care of them, uh, that they're being catered to what they want, basically. If they are ordering a, a taxi cab, they need to know that the car is coming, that the car is ready for you to come downstairs to hop right in, in, into it. And then eh, once you get to your destination, it might be eh, after 30, after 20 minutes, like, hey, how was your ride? Do you want to submit any feedback? These are all eh, good, eh, good behavior from our side to interact with the user. So the communication, you know, it's different from transaction. It enhances uh, the relationship. And you also ask your customers for their feedback, for their thoughts. How does how do you do that and what does that lead to? What does that enable and what does that do in the customer journey? Yes, so whenever uh, a ride or a delivery finishes, we ask customers for their feedback, basically one to five stars how, how it went. And there's also like a comment field. Um, and then we use this information to like cross match it to the how those users behaved in the app, which we know because of CleverTap. Because of CleverTap, we can know uh, what journey they took, how long they spent at each part of the journey, uh, what specific steps they took 
if they went back, if they went forward, if uh, maybe they changed their destination in the middle of their trip, if uh, they changed their payment method. And if we then compare this, we cross match this to their feedback, we can understand what is going good, what is not going as well. And then we can uh, use this to drive our product decisions to iterate over our current product and basically become better for our users. So it's always about getting feedback from the user. That's what a lot of companies do. You know, What do users want to see in their product? And boom, they can see it in their product. Now you're collecting this feedback as part of the journey to improve the journey, to improve the app. What's a concrete example of that? Yeah, so this is an example that ties a bit into like the economic reality in Venezuela, which we know is not the ideal one. In Venezuela, people basically use two different currencies, both the local currency and the US dollar. And then there's like 10 different payment methods. Like it's very, very fragmented. So uh, we try to uh, support most of these payment methods in the app. I think it's one of the reasons we've been able to grow a lot is that basically any payment method that you know how to use, you'll be able to, to use it to pay inside our app. So one of the things we realized is that uh, there are a lot of, uh, there are a couple of payment methods like sell or reserve used in Venezuela, where you don't pay within the app, you basically go to your bank's app or to reserves app, and then you pay us, and then you put like a little note in the payment so that the payment becomes automatically credited to your account. This happens automatically, you don't have to do anything. But what we noticed is people were going to the end, like they were putting their origin and destination to get their car, uh, they were seeing the price, they were seeing how much they had in their wallet, they didn't have enough, so they wanted to recharge their wallet. They did that, um, like they basically saw the instructions that they had to send their money to our account. They did that, but then they saw that the currency, that the balance was still the same. They basically had to go back and go forward. We, were, we realized this through CleverTap, that people were going back to then go forward again, uh, to basically basically be able to order the ride uh, through CleverTap, uh, through the events that we were triggering. We realized this wasn't ideal. Uh, the ideal scenario is that people right there uh, could order the ride. And we also realized that there was a lot of drop-off, people that weren't going back and forward again, but they were just going off the app and then maybe ordering another day, even though they paid that day, which is obviously not a great uh, situation to be in, uh, not a great experience. So then it, we solved this just by putting like a little like refresh button that refreshes the balance in your wallet. And then you, that way you didn't have to go back and forward. You could just press a refresh button and then you had your correct balance and then order your trip. And then we saw through CleverTap again that it, this stopped this weird interaction where people going back and forward. And then it also lowered our drop-off drop rates by a huge amount. I want to look at another impact. It's the impact of you on your local economy. We talked about the transformation with the app, with the app experience, even with the digital marketing that you've done, you know, all the different channels. What about the local impact? What can you tell me about that? Anyone in Venezuela would say that like it's been a huge impact into the local economy. I think in Venezuela two years ago happened something a very particular, which is basically the government opened up the economy and opened up the currency exchange before there were a lot of price controls and you couldn't freely change currency, which was definitely something that wasn't friendly to, to business and to people and to their existing apps like Yummy. And that's what probably the reason that 
there wasn't any app in Venezuela before, before we came around two years ago. Um, and we've been able to give jobs to a lot of people, like 5,000 people are now can buy their food, can feed their family, can have something somewhere to sleep in and maybe even have a small vacation because they work for Yummy either directly as our employees, which we have nearly 800 employees now, or uh, because they're drivers or delivery men, which we nearly have like 8,000 now. So uh, that's impacting our economy a lot. And then there's also the partner side. A lot of these restaurants uh, nearly went broke during the like 2017 to 2019 crisis. Then uh, when the economy got opened up in 2020, they had a bit more volume, were starting to get back up. But then Yummy came around and then they started selling a lot more than they did before. Um, they, now it wasn't just people going in and dining in. Now it was also delivery, something that didn't exist very much in Venezuela. So a lot of these businesses started getting up and, and really growing. Uh, a good example in Venezuela is uh, our local uh, poke chain, like those poke bowls. Uh, they had like two restaurants before we came around. And when we came around, they were one of the first uh, partners that we really like did a lot of uh, marketing with them. And uh, now they have like eight different uh, stores around, uh, the, around the country. And we've partnered with them in like creating a lot of these stores because it also benefited us at the end. Like if uh, we had a problem where certain areas of the city weren't being Weren't, didn't have quick uh, delivery times because they were too crowded uh, because they started having like maybe before they were having 50 orders a day, then 100, and now they were having 500 orders in a single day. And this meant that uh, the two or three little stores they had before wasn't enough. So we partnered with them in creating more stores in the areas we knew that had a lot of orders coming from them that didn't have a store close. And now they're huge. They become a huge chain in the country. Uh, business that has existed for barely three years is can now compare to like McDonald's or KFC or any of this like big food chains. So very much an enabler. That's what you're doing as a super app. As you said, it's about partnership. It's also about personalization, treating the customer well and uh, bringing that feedback into the app to improve the journey, to ex improve the experience. Quick question in a sentence. What's next for you at Yummy? So uh, Yummy will continue growing by a lot. Uh, I think it's something that it's clear by now that we know how to do internally as a company and that people uh, want uh, the, the products and services that we provide as a company. Uh, they want to be able to order in less than 15 minutes uh, groceries and liquor and uh, other sorts of uh, items that usually go to like a grocery store to buy. Uh, they want to be able to buy from their local uh, KFC in less than 30 minutes. They want to be able to order a car and have it right at the bottom of uh, their apartment building in less than five minutes and get to get safely and quickly to whatever their destination is. Uh, so we'll continue growing. I think we'll also keep expanding to other countries in Latam with our quick commerce offering. I think it's something that has been very successful in Europe and the US with other companies and Latam still has a bit of that gap that we're ready to, to fill in. And uh, I think performance marketing is definitely going to continue being an important part of this. I think we'll become better at doing it, at doing it. and we'll learn how, how to use Clevertap in a way that 
also better served this so that we can continue to grow and continue to retain our users. Well, excellent, Ignacia. I wish you all the best and all the best luck with that. And um, we'll be talking, I'm sure, maybe we'll check in in another year, see where you are, another uh, round of expansion or funding either way. So in the meantime, thanks for sharing your story. I appreciate it. Thank you, Peggy. And of course, Ignacio has shared his journey into help marketers and organizations drive customer connection and results for their businesses. CleverTap has curated the latest presentations from CleverTap quarterly for you on YouTube, and you can check it out on the website clevertap.com. If you want to keep up with me throughout the week, find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor, you can email me, Peggy, Peggy at mobilegroove.com. It's where you can also find my portfolio of content marketing services. You can check out this and all earlier episodes of our show by going to Amazon, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And don't forget video on YouTube, powered by my own company, The Groove. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. Keep well, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.